Welcome to the Women Winning at Weight Loss podcast. Have you found yourself trapped on the weight loss journey, losing and regaining the same 20 pounds? Are you tired of starving yourself, eating less calories than your toddler, and making the gym your second home is just not an option? Then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Anna J. Fit, weight loss and mental fitness coach, and in this podcast, I'll teach you exactly what to do to lose the weight sustainably and never gain it back. Let's dive in. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Women Winning at Weight Loss podcast. It's me, your coach, your cheerleader, your support system, your guide on this journey, Anna J. Fit. And I am so glad to be here today and be able to deliver another powerful episode packed with so much value. I have to apologize about uh, the last episode that I recorded because I did not realize until I was done recording the entire 45-minute long podcast episode that my mic had not been recording. My mic had not been on. So it was the quality, the sound quality on that last episode was really not the greatest. And I have to apologize for that. I was so upset once I figured that out, but I was like, damn it, that episode is too good. Um, everything came out the way that I wanted it to, so I'm not going to re-record it. So anyways, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. So have you ever, ever found yourself exhibiting certain behaviors related to food that feel very much like a mixture of self-sabotage and a mixture of, let me just reward myself for my amazing work, my amazing results, my great accomplishments. Hey, let me reward myself for the fact that I just lost eight pounds. Does that sound familiar? Well, that's what today's episode is about. So what inspired today's episode is the fact that I have so many conversations with women out here when I'm doing weight loss consultations, new women that want to come, that want to hire me, that want my help, that want me to guide them on their journeys, the common typical thing. And also when I look at the history and the background of my current clients, the women that I've been working with, I just see this reoccurring theme. And what it sounds like is, coach, I don't know why, but I've had this pattern, this cycle that every time, every time it seems like I'm doing really good, every time, every time that I see some results, I'm starting to see results, I'm starting to feel better, I start to notice some changes, then I have this urge of going to Krispy Kreme, getting myself the greasiest, sweetest, most glazed donuts I can find and tear them up because I feel this urge to reward myself. And I hear this a lot. And so I obviously, you know, let people talk, share with me what's going on, give me insight into their stories. And I collect all this information. I'm like, um, I gather data, right? <laughs> and the reason why I'm so big on just listening to the ladies that I talk to and gather all the data that they give me is because so much insight, there's so much insight into the things that I, in the things that I hear when they're given to me that helps me identify red flags, problem areas, cracks, gaps that we need to fill, right? And then that helps me obviously understand what is it that we need to address? How do we need to address it, et cetera. And so what I realize every time I hear that and I bring it up at some point, either when I present the game plan or once we're, we're starting with the coaching and stuff like that, 
And I tell these women, that's emotional eating. And what I've noticed is that their jaw always drops. What? I didn't realize that I was an emotional eater. And really quickly, what I've also learned across the board is that if you pay attention to TV, if you pay attention to the shows that you watch, the series, the movies, what are, what's kind of the reoccurring theme that we see when it comes to women in food? What I always think about is she's sad, she's lonely, she's depressed. What does she do? She's laying in her bed under the cover. She's tearing up a pint of ice cream. This is like always the most typical thing. Or she's like on the couch. She's glued to the couch. She's acting like she just can't get up. She's just crying her eyes out. Her face is all swollen. And she has her hand in like a huge bag of popcorn. And maybe she has like an ice cream cone in the other hand, right? And that is kind of the general image and idea and understanding that we have as women of what emotional eating is. So it's very easy for us to be, to disassociate ourselves with that image because for a lot of us, we don't do that. And if you're listening to this, by the way, and you are the person that does that when you're depressed, when you're sad, you're lonely, ice cream is your go-to, you, 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 you do that. Okay, that's fine. You are certainly an emotional eater and you probably are aware of that problem now. However, what I want to point out is that a lot of us women don't do that. We don't exhibit those behaviors. However, we are emotional eaters too. And one part of emotional eating that I think is so underrated, not talked about, not exposed, not identified, we don't even fucking know that it's a thing, that it's, we don't know that it's a thing, is reward eating. Reward eating. That is the topic of today's, today's episode. That's the conversation today. 75%, the data shows, that 75% of all women have some form of emotional eating going on. Most commonly, based on the last decade of the work that I've been doing with women and based on my own experience, most commonly, it's distress eating at your desk, especially if you work in a sedentary career. Uh, it's the boredom eating. Oh, I don't feel like I have anything else to do. So then, for example, on the weekends, when you're bored or there's less activity, there's less distractions, what do you do? You end up eating a lot more to kind of like pass time, kill time, et cetera. That's emotional eating. So stress, boredom, and the other one typically that I see the most is some kind of negative emotion, like frustration, anger, sadness, loneliness, something like that. And then that leads us to overeating, overindulging, especially on junk late at night. But the other one, and that's the one I really want to talk about today, is the reward eating. So it hit me, it hit me once I started to really make significant strides in, in my career. And I started to notice this pattern that every time I felt like I did a good job with something, that there was this urge of rewarding myself. And understand, and understand what I mean here. Rewarding yourself, having a reward system for yourself, I think is a beautiful thing. It's so uplifting. It's empowering. It's you showing yourself, finding a way for you to show yourself, hey, I'm, man, I'm proud. I'm proud of me. I'm proud of me. Like I work my ass off. I'm proud of me. I'm about to go reward myself. Like I want to do something nice for me. I want to show myself some love because damn it, that was hard. 
It required a lot of my consistency, a lot of my time, a lot of energy, a lot of money, whatever, right? How many of y'all listening to this are like, yeah, damn. Whether it's academic, academic achievements, whether it's your uh, milestones that you've been hitting in your career, whether it has something to do with growing your money over the years, right? And even when it comes to accomplishing phys- body goals, changing your physique, uh, reversing certain health conditions, dropping a couple more weight, tra- dropping a couple more pounds, uh, getting into a small size clothes, whatever the case may be. All of those things are accomplishments. That, and I think that it is so important that we reward ourselves, that we praise ourselves for the things that we accomplish, the work that we do. Because I, ultimately, when you hit a milestone, when you accomplish and you achieve something, that is obviously a sign of your dedication, of your commitment, of your hard work. And there is nothing more beautiful than for you to be, for you to recognize that, turn around and say, damn girl, I'm proud of you. And I am proud of you. And now I'm about to do something nice for you because you know what? You fucking earned it. That's fucking beautiful. So don't get me wrong. I want you to reward yourself. You fucking earned it. But the problem is, and I think you kind of understand where I'm going with this, The problem is every single time, or the women that I've been talking to, the problem with them is the urge to reward themselves with food specifically when it comes to accomplishments and achievements on the weight loss journey, on the road and the path to improved health and wellness and well-being. And that's what's made me realize over time that there's definitely a problem when it comes to women and our relationship with food. Now, we can dive deep and long and hard into why is that happening, knowing that you're fucking 38 or 48, right? Yes, we can go back to your childhood. Yes, we can go back, we can go back to cultural values. We can go back to our education, how we've been raised. How many of us remember our parents celebrating every single one of our milestone accomplishment achievements with a cake, with some candy. It's definitely, think about it for a second, especially if you're a mom, right? How many times have you given your kids some type of food, some type of candy, some type of sweets and said, you know, this is because you did really great. You got a a really good grade on your report card. Um, you did really get good on that exam. I'm so proud of you with that presentation, right? That is a trap, kind of, if you think about it, that we have a tendency to fall into as parents. And I think that we're looking at, we're all looking at it as that's it, it's innocent. It's a good thing to do. That's just how you encourage your children. Maybe even some of us bribe them, right? Because like my son, anytime he wants McDonald's, and I'm anti-McDonald's, but some there's been times well, I had to catch myself because I wanted to be like, look at dude, I'm going to get you that, um, that Happy Meal with the nuggets and the, and the hamburger on the side because that's what he wants. But only after you've gone to your three soccer practice sessions this week and you've given it your all. Then come Friday, I'll take you to McDonald's. And I had to catch myself because I'm like, God damn it. Here I am sitting, working with women all day, every day who are demonstrating these same, really toxic, when you think about it, toxic, unhealthy, not productive, unhelpful helpful behaviors. And I turn around and I'm like, using some of that shit on my kid. 
So I've had to check myself, y'all. And you know, you know one thing about me and this podcast is I'm gonna keep it real. Not just this podcast, because any live that I'm doing inside of the Women Winning at Weight Loss group, any any real I'm doing, whatever the case may be, is gonna be real. So I've caught myself. And that is what made me think even deeper about these patterns and these behaviors. Hmm, why is it that we're here in our 30s, 40s, 50s, and we're doing this stuff still? Where does it come from? And yes, I do think that we can pinpoint a lot of that from how we've been raised and from the fact that food has probably been part of our reward system as children. You did really good today. How many, how many of the teachers, by the way, reward children in their good behavior with candy? Plenty of times that I see my seven-year-old come home and he's like, oh, I got this uh, piece of chocolate from my teacher. And I'm like, why? For what? Oh, because she said that I was really polite today. And I'm like, what the fuck? She couldn't come up with something else. But again, it's cultural. But, and I, sa- and I said this um, in a live before and people were like, damn, that is so harsh. But shit, that really made me think about certain things. What I said was, stop fucking reward eating because you're not a dog. Like, look in the mirror for a second as you're listening to me. Rant. Do you look like a dog? Do you behave like a dog? Are you walking on all fours like the damn dog that you probably own? You probably have a pet. The answer is no. It's not. Like, when I look at my dog... Yeah, I reward my dog's good behavior with a treat, with a snack. But I am not a dog. So that's why, that's that's why people, you know, had that comment about, about it when I talked about it. They were like, that is, that's really harsh, but, but like triggering, but like in the way that we need to be triggered, you're right. I am literally rewarding myself with a treat like I'm a dog. So I'm reinforcing my good behavior with a cupcake. But do you see how twisted that really is? Do you see also how unhelpful that is? It's really unhelpful. It is. And then what it leads to or what happens and what I hear a lot is now we're entering those binge cycles. It's not just I'm going to reward myself this week because I did go to Planet Fitness all five days that I said I was going to go. It's the first week that I knocked out all five workouts at Planet Fitness in eight months. I am so proud of myself. Let me go to Duncan Friday after I leave Planet Fitness. That's my last workout for the week. Now I'm heading home and on my way home, I'm going to Duncan. And I go to Duncan. I'm like, yeah, that's it. I'm going to buy me one donut and reward myself and everything else. And before you know it, that ends up being three. Then what happens the following week is, oh, I really didn't feel like going to the gym, but I still went. And you know what? Pat myself on the back. You did such a good job, Susie. Susie, let's go. We're going to Dunkin'. Boom. Okay, we're at Dunkin'. We're buying another donut. And see, and that's the problem is where do we draw the line? So number one problem about reward eating is that it is toxic. It is unhealthy. It's not a good reward system, right? Because we're continuing to utilize food in a way that is truly not helping us and is not contributing to us building a healthier relationship with food. If you are an emotional eater, here's what we know. Whether you're eating sad when you're sad, when you're depressed, when you're lonely, when you're excited, when you're stressed, when you're bored, 
It doesn't matter. I don't care what your trigger is. If you are an emotional eater, the definition of emotional eating is you are utilizing food to cope with a certain emotion. So let's take the example of you're lonely. It's Friday night. You're laying in the bed and you're lonely as fuck. And that's when it hits you. Oh my God, there's no man here. It's Valentine's Day season. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever your thought process is. And then that ends in you pulling out your phone and then you go to Uber Eats and you're like, that's it. I'm over it. Fuck this life. I'm lonely. I'm ordering everything that I can possibly order. I got a couple, I got a couple extra dollars I can spare. Okay. So you're stuffing yourself with whatever food you ordered in order to cope with the loneliness. You don't want to face the loneliness. It doesn't feel good. You don't like it. So then you just tear up whatever food. Let's take that example. You're angry. You're so angry because your significant other is such an asshole and yada yada and all this other shit that he did or she did or whatever. And you're so pissed off. So in order to not run your loved one over, your partner, spouse, whomever, your, your best friend, your sibling, in order to not run this person over, which I really suggest that you don't do. So that's a great idea that you're trying to avoid that. Um, you're like, that's it. I'm going to fucking Walmart. You go to Walmart. You go to the cookie aisle. You buy the, the, the Chips Ahoy, right? Um, not just the regular chocolate chip ones. Like you got to get the double, double stuff, whatever, whatever. Yeah, that's what you get. And then you tear up the entire family size bag of Chips Ahoy. And then you're like, and then you're thinking, oh, well, well, that's better than me like running him over. He pissed me the fuck off. Or for me to go back and say something to him that I can't take back. So I calmed myself down. I calmed my nerves because I ate all the Chips Ahoy. Okay, wonderful. We can go on and on and on about the examples. The loneliness, right? You try to cope with the loneliness. You try to fill the void of feeling lonely with the food. You're so angry. You can't calm yourself down by doing breathing exercises or going for a walk around the block or sit down somewhere and journal. Or here's another one. Maybe sit down in silence and go within and start asking yourself some deep questions, such as, why am I so triggered? Is this somehow relating back to something that happened to me in my childhood or something? Does it, does it trigger my abandonment, abandonment issues? This is for another episode, but I'm just giving y'all ideas. Obviously, no one really truly wants to go there and explore, hey, why am I really so angry? Why am I so ticked off? Why am I so triggered? Because we're so quick to say, well, he said, Yadi, and he did this and he did that and he should have never done that. If he had never done that, I wouldn't be angry like this. No, actually the reality is that that person has triggered a wound in you. There's something deeper to it. It's not really that person. It's not really what happened. It's somehow it's waking up an emotion, a feeling from your childhood, from previous trauma that is unhealed. There's something going on there, right? But anyways, you want to go eat the chip, the chips ahoy because that's just easier. Boom, band-aid, problem solved, whatever. It calms your nerves down and then you're over it and then you're like not screaming at him and you're not running him over. Wonderful. So the cookies are now being utilized as a calming mechanism. The ice cream or the donuts or the whatever are being utilized as uh, let me feel the void. Let me feel the loneliness. The food, the cupcake, to reward yourself because you just spend five consecutive days at the gym doing what you were supposed to do, that food becomes, you did such a great job. 
and you are rewarding yourself with the cupcake. It's still emotional eating. It's still continuing to reinforce and further aggravate the problem that you already have. And what's the problem that you have? Let me explain. Food is not meant to deal with your emotions, whether they're good or they're bad. Food is simply your source of life. Food is what you need for your liver to do what your liver needs to do, for your heart to continue to pump appropriately, right? That's what food is for. God did not design any food out here for us to just be like, oh, this is just fun. I'm just going to eat that all the time just because, yada, yada. I'm sitting at my desk and I'm just super bored. My boss is gone and I don't know what to do with myself. I'm just going to eat every single Starburst that's in the drawer. Ha <laughs> ha. No, that's not what the purpose of food is. So I hate to break it to you, but in theory, you should never turn to food for any other purpose than I'm hungry. It's been a couple of hours. I need to put something on my stomach. I have a headache. It's probably because I haven't eaten in a while. I just went and did a workout. And my muscles need recovery. So I need to consume some type of lean protein within the next 45 minutes. Let me go and eat a chicken, a chicken breast and some spinach or something like that, right? There's never a reason. Inherently, there's never a reason for you to be turning to food or grabbing food other than I am currently hungry. I need nourishment. My body requires nourishment. I haven't eaten enough today. I need a little bit more calories. Or, hey, I just had a major expenditure, such as I went to run, I went for a really long walk, I just left the gym, I just took a Zumba class, and you know what? My body needs to be replenished because I just burned a 1,000 calories over here or 500 or whatever. Those are the only reasons, y'all, as to why you should be eating food. Of course, you're living in this society, and of course, there's going to be birthdays, and there's celebrations, and there's baby showers. And maybe there's like a special meeting at your job. And then there's a temptation. So it's like, oh, that cupcake is really calling my name. And then we might end up eating it. And all of that, I think, is normal and it all makes sense. The problem is anytime we are resorting to food, anytime we're reaching for food, anytime we find ourselves at a store for the sole purpose of grabbing a food item because of a certain emotion. That's the problem. So it doesn't matter if it's boredom, if it's stress, if it's excitement, if it's because you want to reward yourself. All of it falls under the same umbrella. All of it is a problem. All of it needs to be eliminated and it needs to be addressed appropriately. So then people ask me, but seeing that you feel like rewarding yourself, celebrating your achievements, your accomplishments is a great idea and that It's beautiful that you want to uplift yourself and show yourself love because you accomplished something. Well, how do you do that then? How do you reward yourself? That's a great question. Let's talk about that. So one of the things that I think is really important and a shift that I would encourage you to make if you fall into this category of reward eaters is, number one, to look look at your internal dialogue, right? So like, for example, I used to, years ago, when my internal dialogue was not the greatest and I was plagued by depression and severe anxiety 
and my entire just thought process in life tended to be negative. When I did something good, when I accomplished something, when I achieved something, my first thought was always, that's good, but it's not good enough. Right? And that was just my mood overall in life. It don't matter. It don't matter really what I do. That's good. You did it, but it ain't good enough. So I never paused. I never paused. I never really took things in. I never really sat with myself and really had conversations where I poured back into, my, into, into me, my soul, my psyche, and said, like a best friend would, girl, man, I'm so proud of you. Seriously, think about this for a second. You, man, you went through some rough times. Let's say this is something that has to do with um, some kind of promotion, right? Like, wow. I mean, you've been busting your ass for X amount of years. You've been dreaming of this day. It's finally here. Wow. Damn, this is really my new title. Man, I earned this. I deserve this. And then you sit there and you keep just speaking life into yourself. And it feels so good. Take the time, take the moment, take the time out to do that. And realize how your vibration just increases. It's like, it's almost like every cell in your body just starts to jump for joy. It's just dancing in your body. Like, boom, all the cells are doing Zumba, right? It's beautiful. It feels so good. And I think that we can all agree here that we don't really take the time. We don't take enough, t- enough moments like that to reflect and just be happy about what we've done right? And just be grateful for what we've accomplished and just really speak life into ourselves and just really look at it in awe. I'm in awe of what I made happen here. I am in, this is beautiful. This is amazing, right? Everything kind of gets brushed off to the side. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I lost a size pants, but that's, that's really not, that's not enough. I need to lose another 40 pounds. 10 is great, but I got 40 more to go. So I was kind of brushing it off. And I think that that's step one here is that as you're recognizing your achievements, your accomplishments, you're hitting milestones, whether financial, career, uh, maybe it's like uh, your child graduates and, and gets into like a really great university. That's one hell of an accomplishment because you can be really proud of yourself because you know that you, you've you're the one that facilitated that. You're the one that made that happen because you were there all those years for homework to get done. <laughs> you were there all those years to discipline your kids, right? And keep your kid on track and focused. So I think that number one is really shifting our approach and realizing how important it is that we really sit with that and that we really show ourselves grace and love and speak in such an uplifting tone about what it is that we made happen here. Obviously, I think the other part of it can definitely be your faith, right? So a moment of just genuine gratitude to God or whoever the universe, whoever, whatever you believe in and you look up to. And really just that that moment of deep, heartfelt gratitude for accomplishing this milestone, being another step closer to whatever your goal is making something happen you didn't think you could make happen. Buying that new car. You never thought that you'd be in that new car, but you had it on your, um, your board, your vision board. Now you made it happen. Now you're sitting in that car. Now it's your reality. That's beautiful. 
And the second thing is, and this is something that I've been teaching a lot of my clients. And it's so funny because then they come back to me and they tell me like what all their new reward system is. But the second thing is creating yourself, creating a new reward system for yourself. And I'm sorry, y'all, if I don't sound like I'm un- like my normal self, but I have been under the under the weather. I've had a sinus infection. Probably should have said that at the beginning of this um, episode, but I've been struggling. I still do not feel like the congestion is gone and I still feel like I sound horrible. So y'all, please forgive me. Excuse me. But the message needed to be delivered. Okay. Anyways. So the second thing is, now is the time. Now that you've listened to this episode, you recognize some of these patterns in your own life, in your journey, in, in your behaviors. <clears throat> now it's the time to say, hey, she got a point. I do do that. I do that. And then I self-sabotage myself every step of the way because I'm too busy turning one cupcake into six and one lollipop becomes 10. And then I want, you know, one hash brown today to celebrate the fact that I'm down five pounds. But then tomorrow, I also want to have a margarita with the homies because I want to tell them that I've really been consistent with my trainer and I'm down five pounds and I'm feeling myself because obviously it's working. But then come five days later, I also want another margarita because this is my second week of being strong in the gym. You see what I'm saying? It just becomes a problem. It becomes a problem. So the second thing is create, redesign, come up with a new reward system. And so one example that I use quite frequently with my clients, and that's something that has worked really well for me um, since I went in business for myself, is I went and created myself a wish list. It's called my reward list on Amazon. And before you, you, you start rolling your eyes or something like that or tell yourself, oh, she got big money and shit. I don't have money like that. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about here. Um, I got myself a reward list. I created it on Amazon. And so every single week when I have like a couple minutes or, you know, maybe I'm bored or something like that, um, or I'm just like, hey, let me explore and see what's out there. I, I want to add some more stuff to my, to my reward list. I'll just look through Amazon. Anything that I know I like. So anything that's pink, right? Anything for my day-to-day office work, pink pens, pink journals, uh, anything notebook, pink notebooks, things like that, right? Um, I also love uh, fake, fake plants, but like nice looking fake plants, right? But like the little ones, I love them. I collect a bunch of them. They're all over my house. I just love it. I love it because it, I don't know, it does something as far as lightening the mood. Um, it does something, maybe it's like uh, feng, feng shui or something like that. I don't know, but it does something to my vibe and energy in my house. So anyways, I'll go look for like some fake decorative plants or any type of decoration for my house. I love that. Earrings is another big one of mine. Just to give y'all some examples. I go, I search through a couple of them. In the summertime, another one is like bikinis. Love that. Uh, Beach towels, bikinis, things like that. Anything for travel. Boom. And I add a bunch of them to this reward list. Every time that I hit another milestone, I set a goal for myself in my business. This, This has been primarily pertaining to uh, business milestones, business goals, things like that for me. That doesn't mean it has to be that for you, but I'm giving you an example. So every time I hit some, one of them, every time I do really good, every time I'm like, oh man, I just did a challenge. It was absolutely amazing. It blew my mind. These ladies in there were so engaged. They participated. I'm getting so many messages of thank you messages and how much it touched them and how much it changed the, the journey for them and how good they feel. I'm like, man, I really did that. 
I really did that. And then I sit with myself first and I praise myself and I thank God for the guidance and for putting the messages on my heart that I delivered during that challenge, whatever it is. Or then I'm like, you know what, girl, you stayed up late every single night for like 10 days in a row. Man, give yourself much needed props. Like you did that, right? I have this whole little conversation with myself where I'm just hyping myself up and boosting my ego and just pouring back into my own cup. I don't need somebody else to tell me how proud they are of me. I keep telling myself how proud I am of me for showing up. Some nights I didn't feel like showing up. Some days I was tired. Some days this, my head hurt, whatever. I still showed up. I'm like, damn, girl, you, you a badass. And that's my little speech to myself. And then I go to Amazon and I click on my little rewards um, list. And I'm not telling y'all to spend a lot of money. It can be five. You can be, you can put a bunch of shit on your reward list. That's like $5 each. There's a million cute things on Amazon that cost five bucks. Oh, here's another one. Books. I love books. So I add books on there. 10 bucks. Cool. So every time I didn't hit another milestone, I'm really proud of myself for something else that I managed to do and accomplish inside of my business. What do I do? I go to my, to my Amazon account. I go to my reward list. The old me would have been like, oh, It's another excuse for me to go have a jumbo margarita at the Mexican restaurant around the corner. Yeah, you know what? That's another 500 unnecessary ass calories of which 60 grams are just coming from straight sugar. And my liver does not appreciate that anymore. Like I'm not 21 anymore. I'm 38. Shit's catching up. My liver is like, bitch, don't even. Go drink some water. So. You see what I'm saying? That's, for me, it's like, I don't want to do this reward drinking anymore. I don't want to ingest hundreds and hundreds of calories unnecessarily. It's not good for my body. It's not good for my goals. Shit doesn't even make me feel good. What the fuck do I get out of that? Let me go create myself. Let me figure out another reward system. And that's the reward system I came up with. So I have a client who has been joking about this because she's not doing this with Amazon. She does this with, um, I don't know how you pronounce it, Timu, 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 whatever. Y'all know the, the Sheen-like website, right? And that's what she was telling everybody. She's like, man, I have an entire list on there that's like $3 and $4 stuff, the earrings, the little accessories, all kinds of things. And if y'all ever checked out that website slash app, I mean, they have everything. Kitchen stuff, socks, I've seen it all on there. But so that's just something that I wanted to share. And I wanted to give y'all some tangible examples, tips and tricks. You know, I'm, I'm always big on making sure that it's thought provoking, that what I address, what I bring up, that it's opening up your eyes on something that it might be a blind spot. Let's bring it to the forefront. Let's identify, let's address it. Let's look at it straight up in the eye. And then understanding, why is, it, why is that a problem? Now that we've identified this and we talked about it, we uncovered it. Why is it a problem? It's holding you back on your journey. That's why it's a problem. It's going to continue to hold you back on your journey. And if you are continuing to demonstrate the reward eating behaviors, then you're also going to continue to find yourself stuck in the other emotional eating loops because it's never just one. It's always more than one. So you're going to continue to automatically gravitate towards Duncan anytime you're pissed fuck off at your boss. But you know just as well as I do that every single time you do that, it's you basically hitting a U-turn on your weight loss journey. 
you were traveling in the right direction. You were on the right interstate. You were going the right at the you were going at the the right speed. You were moving and traveling in the right direction. You were getting closer and closer to your desired outcome, your your ultimate destination. But here came your boss, and your boss pissed you the fuck off. And because you still have not learned how to cope in a healthy manner, boom, you hit a U-turn and you go to Duncan. And then you go sit at Duncan for the next couple of months, basically. You're in the ditch somewhere because all you're doing is eating donuts because you're pissed. And then you get back on the interstate. And then at some point, you come back to travel in the right direction. And then the cycle repeats. It's the same. Every single time you drove 10 miles in the right direction, you're like, oh, hallelujah, I did a great job. I drove another 10 miles without hitting a deer. Let me take, let me go park here and let me drink a jumbo margarita. And then let me also eat um, a cupcake and a half, red velvet, please, with a lot of icing. And there you go. You're hitting another U-turn. And then we just keep on doing the same thing. We just ride around in circles, y'all. We just ride around in circles and we're not getting anywhere. Right? So that's why I wanted to talk about this. Because like I said, we, most of us know about emotional eating, but ain't nobody really looking at reward eating as part of emotional eating, but it's just as problematic. If your relationship with food is fucked up, then reward eating is only amplifying the fucked upness of your relationship with food. Just made up a word because that's not a word. But you know what I mean. And now that we got that out the way, now you identify that for yourself because this conversation has probably been triggering to you and eye-opening. And then now, boom, let's move on to phase three, which is, ooh, Coach Anna gave me some interesting ideas about how I can create a new reward system for myself, things that I can do to reward myself, encourage myself, uplift myself, a way that I can practice to start talking to myself when I realize that I'm accomplishing things versus the red velvet cupcake. And here's one more thing that I want to leave you with. If you're a mom and you listen to this conversation and it hits home, I hope that it hits home also when it comes to your parenting. Not because I'm a perfect mother, because <laughs> I'm far from that. First of all, I cuss. So there, there, there goes the perfect mother, right? But the same way, that me realizing all these patterns and behaviors about myself, the same way that I did a little, uh, you know, trip back into the past to look at, hey, did my parents utilize food as a reward system with me, right? And then I'm like, okay, I don't want to utilize food like that in my household anymore. I don't want to pass this shit down to my kids. And then they're going to find themselves in their 30s doing that too. I don't want my, y'all, I don't want my kids to be out here struggling in their 30s, like as adults and have these problems. The shit's getting old. If it's old to you, it's a repetitive cycle. It's old to me. It's a repetitive cycle. We've got to break free from this generational shit. And the reality is that I think that sometimes we're so hyper-focused on us overcoming it that we're forgetting to teach our children differently. And so that's something that I've really committed myself to is that, yeah, I've been hyper-focused on me living a healthier life. I've been hyper-focused on me not developing the diseases that are so prevalent in my lineage. I've been so hyper-focused with me exercising and being the fittest that I can possibly be and me overcoming my emotional eating, rewiring my relationship with food, embracing food for what it is, being my source of life. But hey, you know what? I need to do a better job It also making sure that these things are trickling down to my children. 
and the reward system around food has been a big one for me. My daughter, she is about to turn 15 in about a month. And my daughter is obsessed with Domino's, the pizza place, specifically Cheesy Bird. I've given up pizza really like, I don't know, like a year ago or something like that. It's really my, my weakness. But I've given up pizza for health reasons. It's just too much. The fat, the cholesterol, the like really just, it's just too much. And I have GI issues and it just always triggers my, my GI system. But so altogether, I just scratched it. And I said, hey, every now and then, you can have that every now and then. But it's no longer going to be a part of just what we order, what we do, what we have at home. And she's been doing this a lot with me lately. Oh, but mom, can, can you just get me um, cheesy bread from Domino's um, just because I had a great soccer game? And I'm like, no, no, I can get you cheesy bread because it's Tuesday afternoon and I feel like getting you cheesy bread every now and then because I want you to be healthy and develop healthy habits. But I am no longer in the fucking business of buying my daughter cheesy bread because she got an A on her assignment. This shit's dead. That ship has sailed. Okay? So that's just mom to mom. Just wanted to give you something additional to think about because we all know that our journeys our weight loss journeys are very much uh, rooted in self-improvement, growth, self-development, right? It's so much deeper than just a change how you eat and, and the scale and whatever, whatever. There's so many other pieces that are going into this. And I think that it is important that we keep an eye on that and that we also pass those changes and those mindset shifts and the things that we're learning, the new tools that we're developing that we also pass that on to our kids while we can, because otherwise they're going to find themselves in the same predicaments that we're in right now. And they're going to turn to us and we're going to look real dumb because we could have taught them differently once we figured out differently. Yet we're repeating the same fucking cycles. So if your mom, dad, grandma, and whomever always, you know, gave you a, gave you a lollipop every time you did something great, it gave you a cupcake every time you did something, bought you a Twix or an ice cream sandwich. That's a great one. Ice cream sandwiches as kids, that was always a big deal. Well, it's time to think about how can we reward our kids differently and stop utilizing food at the center of everything because then they're going to end up being emotional eaters and reward eaters just like us, right? So that's the moral of the story. I hope that this episode makes a difference in your life. As always, ladies, make sure to keep a smile on your beautiful face. Go out there into the world. Spread love and positivity to those around you. And above all, remember that you deserve to live in the body of your dreams. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Women Winning at Weight Loss podcast. If you found today's episode valuable, make sure to share it with other women in your life and head over to Facebook to join the Women Winning at Weight Loss community. We'll see you there.